The Confederacy of Dunks is now on the Talkhole Podcast Network. Check out talkhole.co for more great podcasts. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? The Confederacy of Dunks with Kevin Douse and Freddie Rebus. Happy New Year! Somebody's smoking. Oh boy! <laughs> Is that the mask, guys? We have Jim Carrey on the pod today. Somebody's smoking. That's somebody put me outside. Hey everybody! I am Freddie Rebus. Hi, I'm Kevin Douse. I'm at Duncan. How are you two doing? Doing pretty good, you know. Still uh, went up for went up for beer and wings. Still a little hungover. Yeah, sure. I actually am hungover from last night because I was at a West Bend social. Oh, West Bend! <laughs> if you don't know, it's a new area I'm moving to. It's Indian Road and in Wanda. It's just that <laughs> one block, right? Yeah, just above Dundas West Station. It <laughs> seems like a pretty fabricated neighborhood, but you know, no worries. Toronto goes and gets it. Let's uh, let's bring on the guests. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got we got uh, a good good friend of ours, good friend of the show, good friend of the world, really, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Marco Moltisanti. Hey, that's my dream. That's my jam right there. Oh yeah, he's combing his beard to this music. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't tune my accordion. Well, let me see if I can keep up with this this part here. <laughs> hey, comb the beard. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Comb so good. Thanks for great. having me here. This is great. Thank you for coming. What area do you live in, Toronto? Etobicoke. Oh, oh I, I was that. born there. I yeah. was born there. Yeah. Just um, five minutes from old Robbie. Bark. Rest oh, well, R.I.P. Robbie boy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's keep this. Let's keep this baby humming. Uh, good friend of mine, usually in L.A. Sometimes, actually, usually in Halifax, but you know, Halifax, L.A., barely in Toronto. <laughs> Please give it up in your homes for Adam Christie. Daddy's back. Daddy's home. <laughs> Canada's premier men's rights comedian, Adam Christie's on the pod. Oh my God. Talking he's, raptors. He's about to tell us how much of cucks we actually are. <laughs> cucks? I, uh, I feel like I'm a pretty like big enough cuck, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty happy about oh, that. A baby cuck? Yeah. A baby cuck. Well, hey, hey everybody, uh, how's it going? It's good to have you back in person, yes. Adam. It's good to be back in person. Oh, baby. I Great. miss Toronto. Yeah, we miss you. It's a beautiful city. You ready to talk <laughs> some basketball or what? <laughs> yeah, let's get started. All right, guys. Let's, <laughs> Wayne let's... Gretzky's... Oh, okay, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Gretzky is not in the Heritage game. Or is he? Um, guys, Raptors right now, maybe the ugliest part... Of our season so far, for this young season, we've we've gone on two harsh losses in a row. Uh, the Golden State one was actually pretty exciting. Phoenix one, not so much. How are we feeling? Are are we panicking? Is uh, have have ugly habits reared their heads? Um, is there any told you so moments for you? Uh, Marco, how do you feel about the state of the Raptors currently? Oh, no panic here, bud. Yes. Um, honestly, like bad. Bad rap on the schedule, like back to back is pretty tough. Golden State to me is just like, you know, we spent all last season being neck and neck with them. If you're like, if you want to make a, a like a, a a metaphor with like a, a road race or like a like a car race, like we came we came neck and neck with them, and then this off season they just like 
hit the NOS button with Durant. Think, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You think the Raptors and the Warriors were as good last year? I, I think that the Raptors went toe-to-toe. Like, we played they, them hard I, I don't every think time. that they would have yeah. beat them in a right. seven-game series, oh, but right, right. I think they were yeah. right there with them. Okay, yeah. This year, it's not even a contest. And then the Phoenix game, which I didn't I didn't actually personally see, but I can just tell, like, they, they used... That was they, they big, were gassed. Big-time like. trap game, I felt. Yeah. Um, Adam, yeah. We, we watched most of that Phoenix game together. What... Uh, Yep, uh, I mean, you know, just Golden State is on another level. We're mm-hmm. on the second tier, baby. We're, yeah. not, we're not contending for a championship right now. Mm-hmm. There, I think there's like five teams who could ma- – I think there's two teams on the first tier, then maybe three on the second. I think we might See, be on a I, tier below that. I think we are contending for a championship, but it's like that type of contending that requires other teams to be injured. Right. It's yeah. like the yeah. Dallas Mavericks yeah. contending. Yeah, you know the Dallas Mavericks were basically contending for like a title for, a for like decade. ten yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. everything, and then they just had the one magic year where ever the sea parted for them. Mm-hmm. See, I think mm-hmm. that although they still beat LeBron, yep. which we I don't think yeah. could do. Yeah, no. but but I, I think we would need two teams to be gravely injured for us to do anything. Yeah, Golden State and Cleveland. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, honestly, realistically, I think that's the whole league is saying that this and year. And right? somehow, for the Warriors to make the finals and then get injured before they lose, yes. get injured and lose to the Clippers or Rockets yeah. or Spurs. Right. Um, although I'd be, I'd feel pretty good about, or I, I mean, not feel good, but I, I'd be optimistic about uh, if the Raptors were playing the Clippers or the Spurs and I actually think we would beat the Rockets although yeah, it would yeah. be it would be tight but maybe, yeah. maybe we're in the second tier yeah I think we're in the second tier um I think uh I, I forget what the exact like mileage is but this Phoenix um Golden State Utah thing is like especially grueling like they're basically flying in a yeah. bunch of different directions yeah. directions around the country like including going home for Christmas yeah. Yeah. then coming back the next day so like it definitely seems like a bit of a schedule loss with that said it does kind of seem to me like you know no red flags really but with Patterson getting injured <coughs> I'm kind of feeling that the Raptors are hitting their fatigue moment of the year. Yeah. And honestly, like even I mean, though we've, we've lowered their minutes a lot, Lowry and Rosen are playing way too much. Yeah. So I'm a bit nervous that one of them is just going to kind of like lose their jumper. I or mean, like, you know, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to just echo that basically. Like it happens every year where our offense is like, wow, our offense is so good. <laughs> it seems like it's a non-replicatable, inefficient thing, but we keep being good at it. And then... One of the two engines of that offense, you know, has a stumble, and it's like, oh, we can't score at all. Exactly. Um, I, and I, I was a little bit like, so I watched the Phoenix game, and it was one of those games where we just didn't have the legs. But Phoenix was also exhausted. It was kind of like whichever team had the freshest people was going to win the game. And I don't know what happened. Uh, I didn't read anything about it on a Raptors Republic or anything, but um, JV just did not play. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys would remember, but he had his career high against Phoenix last year in Phoenix. Huh. He, he scored like 33 points, I think. And he just devoured Phoenix. So I was really confused as to why he was not in the game late when everyone was exhausted. Like, I think he could have rat- like rattled off like, you know, 12 points in the second half easy so i'm kind of thinking maybe he got injured maybe yeah yeah. there's an interesting thing happening with jv this year though where it's like his minutes and his touches aren't bumping up and you know in the past Mm -hmm. it's always been like that's been one of the biggest talking points like casey what do you have against jv give him more touches give him more this give him more that and now i feel like the fan base is kind of like ah jv's 
Like they, just, a lot of people are like, yeah, we should trade him, or he's not that good, or he doesn't fit. I feel um, like the teams that have scouted his weaknesses very well. Oh, that could like, be. I, I, I personally yeah. feel like I, he is five years into his thing. Like, yeah, or into Phoenix, his career. Was Phoenix going small or something? Because like, if if you go small in JV, it's it's over. Like he cannot. Yeah, run. he can't play pick and roll defense, no. which is like you know most teams' pet plays are their pick and roll. So, yeah. like, you know, watching him try to, like, get out on Steph was like, holy shit, this is ter- yeah. terrifying. Oh, my God. He was guarding Durant for a couple of plays against Golden State. There was one distinct moment in that game where JV was back, like, sprinting backwards and, like, looked like he was stumbling for the entire length of the court while, <laughs> while Durant dribbled Oh, back. yeah. Although that was one of those plays, and I feel like this happens a lot on the Raptors, where not just JV, it happens to, like, JV, who, who else am I trying to think? Um, like Siakam sometimes also happens to like Ross where they're totally put on an island with a yeah. player who's, who's way yeah. better than them. Yeah. And then you see Lowry or DeRozan be like, come on, man. Yeah. And like after that play, what, someone was like, come on, Valanciunas, guard, guard Durant, Durant full I know. court. I know. Like, yeah. At what? what point do you leave your man yeah. to help an obvious like inefficient moment on the court like yeah there there's some i don't know i lo- I obviously love lowry and DeRozan, but like sometimes there's too much finger pointing yeah at the lesser players on the team well and i, I think, think our defense has lapsed again a little bit this year and i think definitely it's like 15th or 16th and i think that part of it is like we do have a system obviously but there's always a thing and maybe it's casey where it's like Man up and guard your own man, and that's the man, man, waiter, man, like that sort of defense. You know yeah, what I mean? He and punches that big rock. Yeah, exactly. And it's like that's fine. And yes, everyone should be accountable, but also we need to acknowledge who can't do things. Yeah. And I mean, I you're you're always pounding the drum of like it's Siakam's been great. Probably time for him not to be in the starting lineup anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if you think about Siakam's minutes, he doesn't deserve one. Like, I think he should be playing in blowouts and in the D-League. Yeah. Like, he's fantastic. He he looks like someone who's going to be an excellent player. He has a bunch of stuff that's, like, looks great, but you can't play him against efficient line. Like, he hurts literally every single other person on the court. If like, Siakam goes to the bench, though, doesn't that hurt Lowry plus bench? Because now Lowry is playing with Siakam instead of Patterson. Um, sure, but our other amazing lineup is Patterson with the starters. Yeah, yeah but basically our two best lineups have Lowry and Patterson. So you want those lineups playing max minutes. Mm-hmm. And if that you know hurts Siakam's development, like to see the thing is, I I don't even think it would because I think that we'd blow more teams out and Siakam would get more garbage minutes against players that he's better against. Yeah, but I but mean, right now, like I don't know, are you seeing that is Podal really developing doing that? Because that's what he's, I mean. That's that was that's he might be at a lesser rate. Yeah, I mean Siakam's probably developing way faster because of this. But like you having to watch him do it is like he, and yeah, and, you know we probably would have had the argument with JV when he came in the league of just letting him ride it. But totally, like, now, J- now, JV now, had way more natural talent than Siakam. Yeah, but like now we have a window where we're like, okay, we're not the type of team that can sit and watch a player develop as a rookie. That's not like a top five pick you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, we don't have that luxury right now we actually are talking about trying to contend so yeah for sure it's it's kind of this weird balance and it's player specific and position position specific because like 
Yeah, Siakam's kind of getting the DeRozan treatment. DeRozan started, yeah. played 15 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His rookie year, and look at him now. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, but also, I think, yeah, like as far as a contending thing, I think we're kind of like in a situation where like all rookies should be treated like Norman Powell, where it's like dominate in the D League. Yeah. Never make a mistake when you're on the court. That's how you get minutes. Yeah. And Siakam, I think, is just in this position where there's he has things that are just don't exist on the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he basically has the thing where it's like, you know, he's a rangy power forward who can kind of shoot. Yeah. And although him taking jump shots right now is like, Ugh. I know. And like, yeah. I, I think the thing that like the reason I'm, I'm beating that drum the most is because he really hurts our starting lineup spacing. Yeah. So all of those early looks for DeRozan, Valanchunas, they're all hurt by Siakam. Yeah, not not parked in the corner. Yeah. 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 You know, even if, um, what's his face? Uh, even if Solinger can come back and, and, and at least just kind of hit the there. corner three. Yeah. We just need someone who can kind of hit the corner three and that defense is respect. And then DeRozan can operate better and yada, yada, yada. Um, Adam, I think you were a little worried about Selinger, right? Maybe? Well, this is, uh, I'm going to save it for my New Year's resolution. Okay. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. New Year's episode. We'll talk New Year's resolutions. 2018, right? Um, Well, I guess, I guess on that note where we're talking about, you know, things the Raptors are missing, um, the, there's some GMs who are, who are speculating right now thinking it's going to be a hot trade market because, there are mm-hmm. so many teams that want to try and make a push right now. Yeah, and there's a lot of teams who are kind of like not meeting expectations. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, you know, some people might be trying to hit hit some reset buttons or whatever. Um, so it, it looks like there – I'm going to say there are – there's a lot of speculation, but there's five trades, I think, that uh, it, it could help the Raptors uh, seem remotely feasible um, and have been – speculated about let's say yeah um so we'll, we're, we're gonna go through those um uh I, i'll just name the, the the five the five players i'm talking about bringing in right now um so obviously demarcus cousins boogie is the biggest biggest name out there who's potentially out there would make the biggest shift on the raptors go on yeah mm-hmm. uh very popular name has been for a couple of years now. Paul Millsap of the Atlanta Hawks. Oh yeah, uh, okay. Atlanta usually not selling, but Horford left last year for nothing. Maybe maybe they're doing that now. I don't know. Um, we missed him at the at, at, at uh, the draft. We tried to trade for him, Serge Ibaka. Um, he's in Orlando now. Uh, uh, Denver guy, not the same Denver name that we've been hearing forever in Kenneth Freed, because I think that would have happened by now. Uh, but Danilo Gallinari. Um, which would be interesting. And recent rumblings out of Utah that they are feeling that Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert cannot play together. So Derek Favors is also out there. So we're looking at a lot of guys who can play the four. They'd all be kind of different fits at the four. Uh, well, I guess Boogie would be the five, sorry. But uh, um, but different looks up in the front court, improving the Raptors. How much, how much do they improve? Do you make the trade? What do you give up for them? Marco, tell me about Boogie. Oh, okay. Boogie obviously is like a no-brainer, but if I'm going to play devil devil's advocate to that, it's that you know, with all the reports of his attitude problems, sure, or and off-court stuff, and 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 you know the intimidation of of reporters, which is a real thing because it was on video. Yeah, um, I yeah. mean that reporter is a shithead, but also yeah, totally. I guess don't. Don't physically threaten people anyway. Yeah, I mean, I you've all, I've also heard tons of reports that Boogie's like a great player off the court, but just just watching him in the Olympics too, you know, he kind of has a shit attitude. He's a young guy, and he is also very good friends with um, DeRozan, Demar, and and, and, Lowry, and Lowry and Patterson. Yeah, so 
I mean, obviously you make that trade. I'm just worried about, I'm a big proponent of having great locker rooms as, mm. yeah. And, and I, I think that, uh, that, you, you know, you can, you can make a thing toxic, even if a player is great, which is. So wait, how, how do you feel about the idea though? I've heard this like talked about a bit that the Raptors have built up such a good culture that we're like in a position to take on a bad culture piece and transform it, a la Rashid Wallace. Mm. So yeah, like, do, I do. Do you think that we're, or I guess, do you think we've built up to that point yet, or not necessarily? Like someone could still ruin this whole thing. I, I think that's a very good argument you can make. I mean, I, every single player on this Raptors team has bought into the system, and they're all on the same page, from what from what I can see. And like they've already they've already taken the rookies are already. Hook, line, and sinker in yep. on it too. I mean, because like you have Bo- to be as a rookie. Anyway. Boogie's had like forty-five coaches. Yeah, yeah. so he be coming into another his, part of it. He be coming into a situation where like this is the coach, and he plays. He's not going Sacramento. anywhere. He plays yeah. in Sacramento, yeah. the shittiest franchise with like the craziest. The, owner. the owner wanted to cherry pick. The yeah. owner literally wanted to play five on four defense, <laughs> yeah. so one he, of their players could hang out at the other side of the court and make easy layups. That's literally a thing <laughs> the owner said, and he's also <laughs> one of like forty-five owners. Yes, yeah. Right. That that's the whole thing with yeah. Sacramento too is you just have like they a have million a people owners. making decisions. Yeah. Like, who's the best player that uh, t- uh, Demarcus Cousins has ever played with? Is it Rudy Gay? I think Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah oh, yeah. Thomas. Yeah. yeah. But they, but then like it's they, like that's it. Other than yeah. that, it's like Omri Caspi. Yeah. Tyreek Evans. Oh, it's bad. It's yeah. like, bad. It's very bad. I mean, some people like Darren Collison, but but I mean, I mean, the best I would say Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, probably. probably right? Absolutely. Automatically, if he comes to the Raptors, he's playing with the two best players he's ever played with. Yeah, and with a locker room that is supportive, and again, he has a lot of friends on the team. Yeah, uh, I think that it would. I th- I think it would be fine. People said shit about Kyle Lowry when Kyle Lowry was coming to Toronto. People yeah. said that he was a hothead and he was hard to handle. And he was. I think. Yeah, yeah he totally. And, was. and he actually was the same age as Boogie. But if there's and if there's an argument for getting uh, Boogie, it's that it's exactly Kyle Lowry. They and, turned Lowry into and we got, yeah. something. Yeah, we got a top-down culture. Like Masai could sit down with Boogie and be like, "What are you so mad about? Tell me about it." <laughs> and we're we're, we're a, a what loyal. What are you still mad about? We're a loyal <laughs> franchise. Like people that we draft and people that we that we like, we take care of them. Yeah, we take care of DeMar- yeah. uh, Derosa. We always took care of Barniani. Yep. Like, just like Sacramento. Just like Sacramento. <laughs> just Sacramento. The only thing about Boogie uh, is that I don't think we get him. Because I don't think we have a trade package that a team would want for a you top think? ten caliber. Well, Boogie's top ten. So first of all, why why do you trade Boogie if you're Sacramento? Why don't you? I try guess to you do- have to think you're going to build around him. Period. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and if you have a player like that, like it's probably even if you have a top five pick this year, the chances aren't good that you're going to get another Boogie. And we can't. We really don't have any future to give. Like, yeah, I guess we who have do we bad, have? We have bad picks. We, we have Norm, another Knicks pick. Norman Powell, Delon Wright, or Tantalizing. If and I, JV would probably be. JV, a I, I think definitely. JV, like just salary wise, yeah. is a must. In yeah. The trade. Well, and playing time wise. Like if Has if to. I was Sacramento, considering you have Boogie on a contract for like years, I would basically even if Boogie's like I want to trade right now. Oh yeah. So yeah. first of all, I'd be like, hey Boston, um, give me all your Brooklyn picks. Yeah. Are you interested in that? Yeah. If not, I would be like, okay, Toronto, I want JV, Ross, Powell, all your picks. Yeah. Because I, I, all, I, all our picks it, are so bad. I know. That's our why, picks are that's why, I, that's why if I was Sacramento, I'd want all of them. All of them, yeah. Yeah. Like, I would be like, I would just demand the moon. And then if Toronto was like, no, they'd be like, okay, then I'll keep Boogie and yeah. try and work this out. Yeah. They, because Sacramento like can wait Boogie out. Like you said, they're not getting another Boogie. No. So they must know that. 
I, I think the best player, yeah, you know, if you're trading for Boston, uh, you know, you've already traded away Isaiah Thomas. Well, what are you going to get Crowder for? Yeah. To be a glue guy on a team that sucks? Yeah. Like, it kind of like, JV, I feel like, is the most attractive guy because... You could be like he's not getting enough touches. Yeah. He could, he's still young. He, he could, could be an all star. Something. Yeah. Plus, if we get him and Powell, Powell could be featured a lot more. Ross is a sharpshooter. I don't know. I feel like like Sacramento. If yeah. you're Sacramento, do you make that deal? Do you ever make that deal? I pretty much don't because I I, I just try and convince myself that it will work with Boogie. Although it's hard it's hard for Sacramento to look around the league. And not be like, he will leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you He's know what? Well, but we'll bring this up later. But um, the new CBA has changed some of that. So yeah, I'm going to so tell you guys what I learned about the new CBA. In a Looking bit. forward to that. Maybe he will not. Um, it is also a worthwhile caveat to say that at all of these trade scenarios we're talking about, we basically have to hope that Boston does not try and make a trade because they have yeah, yeah. a I think treasure trove of assets. If anything helps us there though is that they have Horford yeah who is like for sure he could play with Boogie and all that kind of stuff yeah but play a player coming in like let's say Millsap for instance he might not be like I don't want to play with Horford again yeah or or, or whatever I mean I don't know that but Boston's assets have only looked worse over time Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah because a lot of their drafts like it, the main assets are the, are are the those Brooklyn are picks. the Brooklyn picks, yeah. which are just massive. Yeah. But all their other their actual players, I mean, I, I the person I'd be the most interested in is Jalen Brown. Yeah, because he's so young and yeah. he's good. And Marcus Smart's still growing into himself a little bit. Yeah, I, I guess so. He wouldn't move any kind of needle for him. No. Yeah. Um, well, let's. Uh, we, you mentioned the uh, the other the hot trade topic is uh, he's been he's been there for a couple years now. We tried yeah. to get him a free agency, Paul Millsap. Um, is he? Is there any chance, Adam? Do you think that we that he's mo- that he's leaving Atlanta? Um, first of all, well, I think we were while well, we were talking about this before, as far as Paul Millsap and um, Ibaka goes, is if you're a GM and you sign a player like that and and you trade him, it's kind of it's a, you know it's a failure. Sure, but it is also smart. It's a smart thing to do because you're not contending. Where is Atlanta in the standings right now? They're fifth. They're fifth. Yeah. They're fifth in well, the East. They're fifth yeah. in the East. They then, have to be like totally out of it. Why would they trade? Why would they trade? Yeah, no, they have to be. They have to be in like twelfth, I think, by the trade deadline for Millsap to get moved. Yeah, yeah, and also Atlanta's a team with a lot of veterans who probably thinks that they can go to the conference final. If I'm Atlanta, I have a you know. If you're Atlanta, you're like I can beat Toronto. If, yeah, if everything breaks so. right, Atlanta could be in the conference final. And I think like, Atlanta. Atlanta I think there's a world out there where Atlanta. You you look at Toronto. And you look at Boston, uh, well, specifically Toronto, and you say, these guys almost lost to the Pacers last year. Yeah, And totally they almost right. lost to a Miami Heat team without Hassan Whiteside. Great point. We have Dwight Howard. We have Paul Millsap. We have longevity. And, and yeah. they're probably also like, hey, Schroeder's played 35 games mm-hmm. as a yeah. starter. Yeah. yeah, Let him play 80 games, yeah. and we'll see where we're at. <laughs> yeah. so I or think, let Schroeder have a playoff run. I think there's definitely a world where the Atlanta Hawks beat the Toronto Raptors in a playoff series. Yeah. And they're, that's, that's their thinking. And why would you ever get rid of your, you know, your best player? For yeah. That? I think, I think I agree with that. Um, I think what we would need in that scenario is for Paul Millsap to do one of those things that happens every once in a while where he kind of just indicates he's not going to resign. Yeah. Or, or if he does that thing where, where, uh, where he's like, I'm going to look around. Yeah. Yeah. If you're GM and you hear your like star players say, I'm going to look around. You basically are in like what happened with us with Chris Bosch. Yes, you're in a scenario where you're like I'm go I'm going to lose this asset. Yeah, 
I mean, so it's not about like what kind of run we're going to make. It, it's like I'm losing this top 15 player. Yeah. Or top 20, whatever you think Millsap is, period. So then what do you do after that? I think I, I should look actually look at this stat because I'm curious, but I feel like that just happens more often than than a trade. Well, for sure, that they, they just play it out with the asset. Well, and I think th- I think they just did that with Horford. Yeah, well, like like you brought up earlier. They, yeah, they were saying like, "Hey, we want all these things for Horford," and everyone's like, "That's a bit much." Yeah, because because we can't like he's we, can't we don't, we don't him, know yeah. if we, yeah, we, yeah we don't know if we can keep him. Yeah, and then Horford's a free agent. He's like, "Bye." Yeah, you literally got nothing for yeah. him. So I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but like uh, I think we can uh, can all kind of agree that if they're in fifth, sixth, fourth, yeah. seventh, it's not happening. Well, then uh, shifting to a similar situation with a guy on an ending contract, um, uh, Ibaka is there. Do you see him moving? Uh, yeah, this I mean, one is the most interesting. You find one, this I one think. interesting? Or I mean, as far as like, if you're Orlando, you have to know. That you are a bottom five destination in the NBA. Yes. And you are absolutely not resigning Ibaka. Yeah. Period. And your team's, and your team's a mess. Like, your team's a total mess. Yeah. You have young prospects who aren't even getting time. You have Biombo on big money, which is a massive mistake. You have, you know, Vucci Main, who you're trying to move. You have Aaron Gordon, who can't play his own position. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, he's supposed to be power forward. Yeah. But, like, they keep playing him out of position. So Ibaka is, like, the guy who... He's just gone, period. Yeah. Like, even way more so he than He will not be on that team. And also, I have to add, they're wasting, like, the early tenure of a good coach by being like, okay, so, like, you know, it's your team, Frank Vogel. Uh, go nuts. You have seven power forwards and no one else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, no one can dribble or shoot. Hope that's okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you have one player that can score. Yeah, Fournier, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah um, I think out of the, all the players, I think the Raptors, this m- makes the most sense for the Raptors. I think if you're going to go big... I think Ibaka's a guy that realistically you could get if you put a package together. Mm-hmm. Again, you we probably don't re-sign Ibaka after this year, so it's like real. It's a real championship. See that? Or bust. I think I think we would re-sign Ibaka. Uh, well, we have to pay Lowry and Patterson. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah going well, I think I think we would let Patterson go. I think so. Situation. I think I, I think any incoming power forward that maybe needs to be re-signed means bye bye Patterson. Yeah, I think just because Patterson is not going to be. Okay with making five million dollars next year, but does Abaka? But does Abaka make a max deal next year? Um, I think he's. I think he's had enough bad years, and he's old enough that maybe not. I, I um, don't, but uh, he's probably going to get it from someone, I guess. Yeah, you'd have to like break his leg. You guys that. keep yeah. talking. I'm going to Google how old Ibaka is. I think he's 29, but I'm not positive. If he's 29, then I agree. But I feel like he might be like 27. Maybe. He's, yeah, maybe he's. Yeah, he's yeah, getting paid. This is going to be his last. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah he's he's getting he's an MLSE like right now. While they talk about it on the low post of right now, MLSE is probably not going to want to re-sign both Patterson and. Lowry and keep the whole team together. That's yeah. someone 27. 27, 1989. I stand corrected. So I think he, he's, like, getting, he's, getting, he's, getting, he's getting real paid. So yeah. MLSE is not, not doing that. Also, I don't think so. Every single player who saw this offseason is like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Like anyone on a, anyone Sorry, on a current Timothy contract. Timothy Mozgov got what? Totally. Yeah. Or if you're like, if you're Lowry and you're like, Stay calm, stay calm. Alan Crabb's making eighteen million. <laughs> yes. Alan Crabb's making yeah. eighteen million. Like Lowry, <laughs> Lowry's gonna be like, I wanna start at seventy five mil. Yeah. <laughs> a year. You know what I mean? Like he's just gonna be like Yeah. He'd be like, he's gonna be like, find me a way for extra money to just mm-hmm. like get dump trucked into my backyard. Yes. <laughs> because like 
I want yeah. my money pool. All, all these guys, all these guys want huge, huge money, and it's their last payday. But yeah, like just as far as like the probability of Ibaka getting moved, Rob Hennigan, the GM, probably doesn't want to do that because he's admitting defeat as far as the Old Depot transaction. Mm. But, but if you know that if, if you, you know, know he's that gone. he's not coming back, exactly. then yeah, tr- yeah why like, not? Take... Maybe this was always the plan. So, yeah. I, as a Raptor fan, what are you okay giving up for this risk? Yeah. And that's the thing because I kind of just want to bring the band back together for the next like little while. So I'm not comfortable. I'm not. I'm. I don't want to do the trade because I don't think I don't think Abaka makes us better than Cleveland. And it definitely doesn't make us better than San Antonio or Golden State. Okay. Even though I was saying all this stuff about Siakam, there's definitely a part of me where I'm like, is Siakam like how good's he going to be in two years? Yeah. Oh, you know I, what think, I, mean? I think you gotta like. Yeah, wait and see on him. It's this weird kind of dynamic with the Raptors because yeah. you have like JV, you have like all these kind of young big men. You got DeRozan who's like 27, 28. Yeah. And then you have Lowry who's prime or age anyways is matched up with LeBron's. Yeah. So you're like, okay, okay, it can't be Lowry. Yeah. We can't try and go for it with Lowry. We yeah. need Lowry to be like the fourth best player on our team. Yeah. Like he needs to be like aging but still good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of it's a gonna, weird complicated be, position. Yeah. Um, uh, someone who's, uh, who's, uh, definitely a younger, younger player in that regard, uh, and very good, but maybe too old world for this, for this NBA now, I don't know, is, uh, is Derek Favors. Um, Mm -hmm. insanely Utah after the, their best defense ever last year is now like, nah, never mind about Favors and Gobert together. Um, do you see him fitting on the Raptors, Marco? You um, think he helps us more so than just waiting for Selinger to come back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like a tick more. Okay. To be honest with you, I mean, I think he's a better player all around. But yeah, like the same point with Ibaka. I don't think he really pushes us into the next right. stratosphere. He's definitely going to be an improvement. Yeah. I mean, maybe that package. I think Ibaka. I can't say he pushes uh, pushes us into the next stratosphere, but like, man, Ibaka, the defense he played against. San Antonio and Golden State last year in the playoffs was like pretty special, mm-hmm. but you know it was obviously him, Durant, and um, Stephen Adams. Yeah, but I think like Ibaka for me is the perfect fit because he he stretches the floor, doesn't need the ball as much as like Millsap, Favors, or Boogie, mm-hmm. and you know I don't know he's like kind of the perfect third banana. But yeah, it's just the money thing and the resigning and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, what do you give up for these guys? And yeah, what do you give up exactly? Yeah. Like, and oh, is Favors prime to get like big money too? Or I think he... basically everyone we're talking about just because is... of the cap is yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess anything. He's getting happens. huge, Mike huge Con- money. Mike Conley, everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Even though he's playing playing great. great. Oh yeah, for sure. But like yeah, I, 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 one thing I'm I'm not I'm admitting some of my basketball like uh, or knowledge that I don't have is like I don't know how exactly you acquire a player's bird rights. Oh yeah, because that's a big. Part that's a complicated because that means you can pay them more. Yeah. Than other people. Yeah. Is it know the team that drafted the player? If you acquire that player after they get their second contract, it's something, and you have to have them for a certain amount of time. I think it's I think. yeah. I think if I think, I think it might just be time. No. Is like maybe, you just have yeah. to have them for a couple seasons. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what is so right. I guess yeah. none of these players would we have the bird rights to, so they're right. all unrestricted. Yeah. Um, what are, what are birds' rights? Uh, I should actually Google that as that's well. That's probably a good reading definition of that. Yeah, it has um, something to do with like what um, the team that drafted that and signed their rookie contract when they become a, a free agent, they that team gets 
like priority to sign them. To re- oh, okay. It helps you resign your free agent. And it's something to do with Larry Bird. Yes. Yeah, you yes, give him more money. Yeah. Oh, you got it there? You want to give yeah. us a read? Um, in essence, the Larry Bird exemption exception allows teams to exceed the salary cap to resign their own free agents at an amount up to the maximum salary to qualify as a bird free agent a player must have played three seasons without being waived or changing teams as a free agent right so i guess theoretically we could be like lowry max patterson max Yeah. yeah and we have Patterson's bird rights. Yeah. Yeah. So we can do that and we could go over the salary. Cap. Oh, okay. So I oh, guess the handy. idea there is like if you've drafted well and built a really good core, yeah. mm. you can do that. Hmm. Wonder if that you want to sell for Golden State. If you want to spend the money. Durant. If you want to spend the money. Right. Because if you have I a think, franchise, you want I think to. we go over the cap with Lowry and, Dur- and Patterson by about like 20. Fifteen million dollars. Okay. Yeah. So and but then it's double. You have to pay the taxes double. Yeah. Right. So you're paying thirty million dollars. So but are you taxed if you do it within the bird rights? Yep. Yeah. yeah you're okay. just allowed you, to do it. Oh, you're yep. allowed to do it. Like yeah. you can't if you're you can't if you have two million dollars in cap room, you can't just go out and sign a free agent and go into the tax. That's not allowed. Right. That's the salary cap. You're not allowed to do that. But which is why last year we could resign DeRozan. But we couldn't resign anybody else, right? And that's why a lot of people were confused about Biombo because we yes. didn't have his bird rights. Exactly. So people are like, "Why can't you pay Biombo eighteen million? It's like because we're only allowed to offer him like and six, also six million and because no, yeah. because yeah. yes, because not eighteen oh, million. For we're me. all excited about Biombo. Can, yeah. can I go on a mini rant here? Very all the happy people who are like, but... "We're missing Biombo this year." Oy, oy. Please watch no one Orlando game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please watch one Orlando game and then say that again. <laughs> like it's not like Biombo's bad. No. He's actually fine. Biombo's he's actually doing pretty good. Absolutely what he is though. But he's yeah. like such a specific role player that yeah. it's like sure he was nice for us, but like by almost every metric, Bebe's doing much better. Yeah. I'm and not he, even kidding. Like he is alters a more good shots, passer. He blocks more shots. He's a better passer. He can dribble. He, he yeah, can catch exactly. the ball. Like, he's smarter almost, with the ball. Yeah. His hands aren't literally yeah, like, fists. two hammers. Yeah. <laughs> Even his pick and roll defense is like I think it is worse. His pick and roll defense is a bit worse than Biombo's, but it's not that much worse. Mm. Um uh, Trade Talks. Trade Talks. Last last guy on the on the docket is uh Danilo Gallinari. Hard pass. Yeah, not pass. in not into old jelly <laughs> jelly knees. Old no. spinal tap. No. <laughs> this guy's injured old every year. Tap. My thing. Okay, sorry, you, you go first. No, that's just it. He's injured every year. He's old. He's not good this year. He hasn't been great. And do we really need another three-point specialist mm-hmm. on this team? I mean, he is an actual stretch four, potentially. He, he totally is, but not not for any significant amount of time. Maybe if Denver was like, we're going to rest him for until the All-Star break, and then you can get it for two months of, like, yeah. he'll probably be good for He'll probably be good months. for two months. Also, I think you have to think about the Italian jersey sales. Uh, yeah, that's a big, big time. motivating factor oh, yeah. for Toronto. Yeah. Um, finally, get the primo pasta back in order. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I, okay. Like my only thing for Gallinari is every time I read anything about any kind of trade buzz, trades, trade rumors, um, Denver's just in the mix. Yeah, Denver's like a player you have to cooperate with. So I think that I would like Gallinari in a situation where we are in some three-team trade that moved Damari Carroll. Okay, yeah. So I would like Gallinari as a better Damari Carroll. I don't know if... I don't, but Danilo Gallinari is a career 41% uh, field, free, uh, field goal shooter. Mm. Yeah, so he's, he's, not 41%. Very, he's not very good from the field, but he's probably pretty good from three, right? 
He's like a, he's like Patterson or Carroll. He shoots thirty six percent. Yeah, like I don't think he'd be that much hmm. of an upgrade on. Carroll. I just uh, Carroll looks like very very old. Yeah, Gallinari is just can play offense on a team that doesn't have a ton of offensive talent. Yeah, I feel but like imagine him as our third option. Yeah, would his just, percentages improve if he was wide open all the time? Yeah, maybe and a little bit. He's amazing at getting to the line, but also is yeah, he's just feels like a gamble to me. Feels like it would be <laughs> most likely a lateral step. What if someone told you? Um, and does Demar De- just get less touches? Do we take like five less touches yeah. away from Demar? Okay, what if someone told you all you have to give up is Bruno Caboclo <laughs> and <laughs> your newest Drake shirt? <laughs> For Gallinari, which is two years away. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I think he's like eighteen months away now. Oh yeah, that's right. You might have to pick up the pace on the Bruno clock. (laughs) The Bruno clock is like winding down. Tick down. Um, Um, That's it for the trade. Great, that's all the trades. So it seems like most of us are like a trade could be interesting. Boogie would obviously make us substantially better. Ibaka probably would. But also, let's let's keep this ride going. Let's keep this happy ride going with our current crew. Let's do Uh, it. They okay. gotta make a huge trade if they like to talk championship. It's gotta happen. But are we even talking championship? I don't know. I I think if we make that big kind of a boogie trade, yeah. Well, okay, but you know we're what? not if you don't. Matt, I'm happy you brought that up. Okay, because I was listening to the low post. I forget if it was the one with Windhorse or with Eric Kareen. But one point that I totally agreed with is. You make a big trade, sends a message to the rest of the NBA that Toronto is a player and we're trying to win a championship. Yes. We're not mm. just comfortable being, you know, we're basically at this point, this current squad, we're like a really good team that will likely go to the conference finals, but could also lose in the first round. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, how long are you comfortable with that? And how many players are going, like, you know, if you made a big splash, mm-hmm. maybe you lose a Baca. But maybe favors is like shit. That team's trying to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Players take notice for sure. Players yeah. definitely take notice. It's well, like it's a serious thing. It's the Blue Jays pretty much right now, or right. at least last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Moving well, on. Let's, right. let's move on to our next segment. Yeah. Marco's uh, gonna take it. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> the exciting stuff. Oh, Referee. Pop the champion. Pop the champion. Downward dog. All right. So every ref is crooked, right, Marco? Is yeah, that so this <laughs> segment's called Every Ref is Crooked. <laughs> um, so we just say a ref's name, then go bada-boom, bada-bing, crooked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you where they live. Uh, <laughs> no, I've just got kind of a bone to pick with, and I'm sure everybody does all the time with oh, the refs. No. Sure. Not specifically, sorry, I shouldn't say the refs. I specifically have a bone to pick with the last two-minute report Okay, at the NBA. My uncle's a ref, so just carefully say. <laughs> okay, no, I, I knew that. That's why I'm, I know exactly where he lives. Um, <laughs> no, the last two-minute reports that have been coming out, and, you know, obviously I've, I've uh, taken more notice this year because the Raptors have been, have been burned by this report yeah. multiple times. Um but also the my my argument is why do those reports even exist because it's it's a for for those of you who don't know it's the last 2 minute report uh, comes out i yeah. believe every game regardless um so the la- so they review the la- the nba reviews the last 2 minutes of every game and see if they agree with any calls or non-calls that were made by the yeah. referees and then yeah. they release a report on stating yeah. the facts yeah. of what was and yeah the goal is transparency i guess which yes. which in in theory, is is a is a great idea. I mean, it's kind of a double edged sword because you're trying to be an open book, and I understand that. But it's also just like there's no reper- repercussions. It's just yes. oh, we fucked up. 
so there's that. Just, just so you know. Just so you know. And the yeah. Raptors been burned on it a bunch. And now, now, just recently, as last week or even this week, Durant came out uh, after the Christmas game because he got pushed on that last play by Richard Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then basically was like, and then the last two minute report came out. And it threw the refs under the bus, and but there's nothing that's going to be done about it. And Durant was like, "Yeah, what? What's the point of this report? Just don't even tell me. Yeah, like, yeah. just screwed up. Let the refs figure it out on their own." Paul George has been outspoken this yeah. year about it too. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Yeah. Like everybody is. It's know. it's a weird thing because yeah, it does it undermines the refs without really providing any tangible positive benefit. I don't think because it doesn't seem like the refs are changing anything. Yeah, I mean, how, how do How can they? you measure that, yeah. I mean, the only thing they could do is, like, you know, have an internal meeting and be like, oh, just try to pay attention next time. I I, I imagine that's the whole point of the report. Yeah. It does know. seem I pretty just, pointless. I just I feel like it should just be an internal document. Like, just keep it within the thing. Like, just acknowledge that you guys screwed up. That's great. But, like, don't tell the fans you screwed up and then just move on. Like, Nope. Even in baseball, they re- replay stuff if, if things were, going. Weren't you pissed about this last year, Adam? Well, I just don't think, like, no one asked for this. No one yeah. cares. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the type of thing, like, people are, like, when the Raptors had the thing with the clock at the end of the game and we yeah. should have won or should have went to overtime, but we didn't. It's like, and then the report came out. It's like, just move on. Like, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying this, like, just move on, fans, because, like, obviously it's frustrating when you see something like that. But the NBA should just be like, just don't talk about it. Yeah. Be a Donald Trump about it. Be like, it's time to move on, guys. And then we will. And eventually, like, we did move on. I, the next game, we're talking about that game. Yeah. I, I just don't think I just don't think it's a thing. And also, this is why you try to win by five points. Yeah. You don't go with <laughs> – if all is riding on the last play of the game and you're mad because the refs didn't call a push, it's like the refs aren't going to call a push yeah, on, on Christmas the yeah. on the last play of the game. Unless unless Jefferson like literally Unless like, it's insane, but his, like – And also – You should know games don't end that way. Also, not going to lie, I uh, stayed up till 3 a.m. last night just watching uh, the last game of every Jordan championship. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just tell you, in the fourth quarter, he makes sure he pushes you. <laughs> right. So Durant – you better push Jefferson next time because he did what he's supposed to do. He stepped on your foot. Yeah. Yep. So you make sure that doesn't happen if you want to win a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what's up. Like that's, yeah. Jefferson's job is to Bruce Bowen you. Yeah. Yeah. You so, got to play that. That's why Bruce Bowen was who he was. He exactly. Was nobody, but he got those little things. No, he won. Your head, like, like, like he, and it meant like Pippen did it too. Like, yeah. like yep. if, if you watch, like, um, uh, for, who, who was it against? I think it was against. Uh, it was it was against Portland, their second championship. There's a shot that basically got overturned because Michael Jordan was screaming in a ref's face, <laughs> and they they would stop the game, and they're like, "Oh, okay, give Michael what he wants." Like that's basically what happened. Like there, it's I think it was a shot that Scottie Pippen got hit in the head. Like it was should have been an one, and it was like play was like said and done, and he just like. Who's like, no, this this must happen. Man, yeah. That's just like to me the the like most intrinsically bad thing about NBA refing structure. Like the way that they, they the game lends itself to that happening. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. what's the most frustrating part about being. It lends NBA itself fan. to conversation and, yes. and that's a skill that certain people have. Yeah. Absolutely. And like like for instance, Doc Rivers and Chris Paul have learned the whole thing about like you can wear people down over yeah. the course of weeks and years and months. Yeah. You yeah. can basically just be like this ref might hate me, 
but he knows if he makes a call that doesn't yeah. like do like doesn't you know. Yeah, but ref is good for 50, me. 50-50 on something. He'll... And they're like, oh, this guy, Chris Paul's going to be nagging at yeah. me for the next five minutes like, if I don't make this call. Okay, yeah. fine, I'll make the call. Because, yeah. because and in a split because, second, yeah. like, a, they don't even think that much about it. It's exactly. just It's just worked into their muscle exactly. memory almost. Yeah. And I mean, like, this is going to sound very grandpa-like, but to, in a certain extent, isn't that, like, just sports? Yeah. Like, isn't yeah. that just yeah. what, how it goes? You know? I, like, I don't think there's a right answer here. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, you should play by the rules. If you're if you're pushed on the last play of the game, maybe you should win the game on free throws with zero seconds left. That's crazy boring. So on the other hand, yeah, you, you know, it's kind of street ball in the last possession of the game. More pushes go. So it's like, I don't know. I see both sides. Yeah, yeah. I just hope that like every single Raptor is listening, and that DeRozan and Lowry. Don't only try and get foul calls in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Just please yeah. listen to what we're saying because we know everything about basketball, me and my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, do not try and draw fouls in the playoffs because they don't work. Thanks. Can you imagine if Jordan's the shot? Uh, he's called for an offensive foul for oh pushing. Oh my god! He did. Like yeah. if you like, he yeah. really does push, push Russell. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like he really does like guide him and push his butt. But what's better for history that Jordan hits that mir- miraculous yeah. shot, or he gets called uh, in the finals <laughs> last play of the game for an offensive <laughs> foul for pushing? Yeah. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. It just does not happen. Bounds the ball to just beat the clock out. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Well, I think we covered this ref thing. I right? think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Freddie, you got some. You got some knowledge <laughs> nuggets. Yeah, no, I got some knowledge That's what they nuggets. call them in school, right? <laughs> but can I just start off with a bit of a rant? Okay. Oh, Dennis hey. Miller over here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 you call me, look at my jeans. Um, <laughs> what? Is that what Dennis Miller said? No, yep. he'd be like... You're thinking of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> okay, yeah, look at my jeans. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is weird. Those are nice jeans, Dennis. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Oy oh. hey, Dennis. Wow, your mom's rich, eh? Raw denim. Get out of here, <laughs> Dennis. That's a flower pot. Um, a true pest. You're not supposed to wash raw denim, Dennis. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Here> I'm <laughs> No, the All-Star Game. Okay, I listen to a lot of basketball podcasts. We read a lot of basketball. And people seem to be obsessed with trying to turn the NBA All-Star game into an actually competitive game. And I just want them to stop trying to do that forever. The game will not be a defensive game. It will not be a competitive game. Can we just acknowledge that it's a fun, silly game where we're going to see lots of dunks and wild shots. Wait, who is saying this? Nerds. Um, <laughs> I've heard it. I mean, I've, I, I've heard it on a, a variety of podcasts. I, I, I want to say I listen to Dunk Don podcasts the most with, with Nate Duncan, but I'm not sure if he's the one who actually said it. But I've, def- I've heard it on the raps. He, uh, yeah. He, the yeah. thing I hear the most is, oh, we got to do what baseball does. I know. It's so We got to do what baseball does. Game, like. And it's like, guess what? Like, there's so much about baseball that is, like, hot garbage. Also, baseball. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're not going to, like, it's not like if the East plays the West, it's like, oh, oh, let's try harder because of, like, home court. Like, the reason defenses are good in the NBA is because people understand their roles. So when you throw a bunch of people who only play offense together on a court, guess what? Yeah. You're going to have the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Appreciate that. Anyways, that that's my rant. I guess if any of you guys disagree with me, let me know about fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
Is this like calm down, Frank? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I should know the baseball, I think, did their CBA this year and they yep. got rid of that. They just got rid yeah, of that. Yeah, because it's yeah. stupid. Yeah. It's very it's dumb. dumb. Very stupid. Because um, it's a Globetrotter oh, game. Oh, best, best record in the league, huh? Too bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Your, your conference didn't win the All-Star game, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Just this idea that you're going to have like like this really competitive defensive game when like it's Marcus Gasol against Pau Gasol, yeah, dumb. You know dumb. what I mean? It's like what's what? What do you think's happening? Also, what if, also, what if your star player yeah. got fucking hurt yeah, in the All Star yeah. game? What about the he's playing defense? Yeah, for, for these games, <laughs> so exactly. stupid, so stupid. Yeah. Um, okay, but I want to talk a little bit about the CBA. Can mm. you give me some CBA music, Matt? Absolutely. Sorry, okay. <laughs> just open another window. Okay. You skateboard here often? Yeah. <laughs> Check out this half bike trip. Now I'll tell you some CBA stuff. Nice over. Ollie. <laughs> um, so, a couple, uh, there's obviously a million, million little things that will shape the NBA that we know today um, through the new CBA. But a couple things I found interesting is uh, two more roster spots. Yeah. So each team's going to have 17 roster spots as opposed to 15. What, oh. do, what do we think about that? Uh, I, I like it personally. I, I think. I think the talent level in the league is deeper than it's ever been. I think the league yeah. could handle an expansion team or two, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think so, too. So I think extra roster spots is great. Yeah, and two is pretty modest. Like I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Adds, Love two. It adds 60 players to the league. Um, it's going to be better for the D-League teams as well. To think about a guy like, you know, we could be carrying, you know, Danny Crawford or something, who, you know, we'd be mostly playing in the D-League, but, like, would still be, like, owned by the Raptors. So yeah. It's cool as far as, like, drafting deep and GMing yeah. and all that I kind think, of stuff. Yeah, I think it'll help small market teams in a big way, uh, potentially. Totally. Yeah. Because you can just have more assets. Stopped. Yeah, it puts us in a situation where if we think that Bruno is actually, like, 10 years away from being 10 years away, <laughs> we can wait till he's 39 and just right. You know what I mean? And put Just in. that perfect glass of wine. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, another, another big thing is, uh, I don't know if people are calling it, like, the Westbrook rule, but it seems like it's definitely there to, you know, help people keep, uh, their their superstar towns, small markets. Okay. So you can grandfather people into contracts. So Harden and Westbrook can now make plus two hundred million dollars on their extensions. Oh, so nice. So if you have a player like if you're OKC, if you're like Westbrook and you're like, okay, we have him for two years, but he's obviously going to leave again. Yeah. You can be like, we'll pay you so much more money than anywhere you could possibly go. Right. So to give you an example of this, if this was already in place prior to Durant leaving for Golden State, they OKC could be like, go to Golden State, but if you sign a max with us, we can give you $50 million more than, more than Golden right. State can. So rather than, rather than having to wait for someone to opt out and then negotiate a new contract, you can actually give them that ton of money plus some yes exactly right. like so so basically it allows teams they already like so they could all always offer more now they can offer like much more right they should call this the poor anthony davis has to play in uh new orleans <laughs> yep. forever now and actually yeah. i think anthony davis will never see the second round of the playoffs i think that's almost exactly what brian windhorse was saying on on the low posts um he was basically saying yeah it means guys like towns yeah, are trapped forever and anthony davis just because of money 
They're, well, they the, don't have to. They, sign. It's weird. Yeah, they don't have to. But they're leaving like twenty. But, but yeah, no one's table. gonna because you used to leave like fifteen, twenty, thirty on the table. Now you're gonna leave like fifty, sixty, seventy. And especially on the after table. Anthony Davis lost that uh, what twenty million dollars because he didn't make the All yeah. NBA thirteen. Oh yeah. yeah. Now he's gonna turn down more money. Yeah. What's important, Anthony Davis? Rings. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm actually not sure. I like that. I gotta say, I'm. I'm yeah. I definitely resent big market teams being able to poach superstars. But I think this could limit incentives for GMs to make their teams good. Yeah. And th- this was also brought up on the low post. So I don't, don't want to do too, too much recycling. Mm-hmm. But uh, an interesting point they were talking about was, uh, does this inspire more hinky-style tanking? Mm-hmm. Considering the fact that if you're, let's say, Memphis and you know the grindhouse, everyone, that generation is done and you start deciding to blow up. You're probably telling yourself, we need to get a generational player that we can hold on to 12 to 14 years. Yeah. yeah. Or you already have one and you want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah. It's more incentive. It, yeah, it could make more incentive to tank, which I'm sure the NBA does not want. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. So that's in there right now? That, that, that's, that's, in the that, that, that's in the new CBA, yeah. Let's have a lockout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, 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 good, the good part is no lockout. That's right. the good part. Yeah, that's the best part. Um, yeah, cool. Well, that's basically are... that's basically the the things I found important about the CBA are interesting. Um, the owners still like are running the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, Adam, I mean, it's 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 New Year's coming up. Happy yeah. New Year! By everybody. the time by the time this plays, yeah, this it will be twenty seventeen. Coming out on Jan one. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, yeah, it's the thirty first. I just found out uh, Paul McCartney just died. Um, what? So my, no, not really. <laughs> oh my god! Everyone bought it, and Ringo. What next? <laughs> Pitbull. I'm gonna go check my phone. Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull. No, not Pitbull. I thought you said pinball, like Mike, like pinball Clemens. <laughs> oh no! Uh, this this year's so crazy. Bad. Crazy. You kidding me? B four fours passed away. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! What next? Evan Essence. <laughs> so I wanted to go around the room, and maybe everyone can share two or three. Raptors New Year's resolutions. Love it. Ooh, it's getting the spirit, guys. Well, Adam, why don't you why don't you start us off? Maybe I'll start. Well, this is a this is a uh, Raptors related uh, one, just because I'm a Raptors fan and because of competitive uh, mm-hmm. spirit. My New Year's resolution for the Brooklyn Nets is to not finish the bottom five teams <laughs> in the league. Right. Please don't give Boston another top five pick. Seriously. Please win those games. Get out there and win, boys. Yeah, get us some win some games. God, yeah. that's so depressing. Get us some wins. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it me next? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say in-game ops. They're the single thing I hate about the Raptors experience the most. Maybe I'm a, a, too much of a curmudgeon basketball fan, but when the game's playing... If you could just not have someone yelling at me, it's, that it's, would be it's awesome. even just less, even just less. Totally, even <laughs> in the timeouts, so much. yeah, doesn't matter. Just when the when people are actually dribbling the ball, if I can not have people screaming at me about a T-shirt, I have forty-five Raptors T-shirts. <laughs> yes, I'm all right. Yeah, that's it, Matt. Um. If everyone, all the the NBA stadiums could make concessions a bit cheaper. So mm. I can sure. afford nachos with my beer. Sure. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! And the music changed. Okay. Got really emotional there. Wow. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna flash it back to uh, to the Halloween game I was at this year. 
uh, the dance pack did a really cool thriller routine with, <laughs> with awesome costumes and stuff like that. Let's get more artistic dance into the dance pack routine. Sure. Please. Yeah. yeah. We know they got the skills. They got the skills. Let's see them. I'm going to say um, a real one for the Raptors defense. Uh, Lowry and DeRozan got to come off those screens better to find yeah. that three point. Yep. So maybe Lowry. Maybe grow six or seven inches. Not a no, big no. deal. Sure. Resolution. You got a day. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to say my New Year's resolution for uh, um, for Jared Sullinger, I want him to be the eight, at least the eighth best player on the team. <laughs> if That's is, realistic. A real high bar for Please. Sullinger. Because if he is just better than Norm or Corey Joseph, just one of those people, because I feel like we have a real good solid eight guys. When yeah. he comes back, we'll have a real good solid nine. Just don't be the ninth best player. Yeah. Be the eight. Be the eight. I guess my, oh, wow. uh, Perfect. my New Year's resolution for the Raptors, it's another off-court thing. You know, it's the season once you give Mo Pete another chance. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks so bad. We suck so bad. Wait, he still plays? No, no he no. was trying to be a commentator. It was bad. He dyed oh. his hair blonde. Oh, okay. Things got worse every day. <laughs> he dyed but his I mean, hair I mean, give the guy, <laughs> he was... give him like five games. It was bad. It no, was they, bad. they gave him a season and it was terrible. Okay, yeah. one more season. Then. Okay. 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 It's like when also, Ty Domi tried to be a commentator. Oh, boy. Like, also, if you could just, no. just show us Stripes is alive. He doesn't need to be back in the arena. Show us something with stripes. Is he okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's eating. That's all. Um, uh, Matt. Matt. Final. Final resolution. Oh, I get two. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all get two. I, I took three. Sorry. <clears throat> My final resolution is um, to have like an outdoor classic game. Oh, <laughs> for the NBA, awesome. just like on the but, blacktop. Um, yes. That'd be great. But, but like a Kanye concert, so the court is floating. <laughs> oh my God. And like, they're moving around just, just so like, so you fall, you sub- die? Or yeah, like if that? they fall, they die, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, not you, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, they would die too, yeah. yeah like a 300 pound guy. The, the out of bounds no, is, yeah. Yeah. There's cliff. no grace, period. There's no warning. Like March Madness. Just times, like Mark times Bennett. a million, and yeah. no baggy shorts. They're not allowed to wear. Why baggy do you throw shorts? them on the tarmac at Porter Airlines? <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Play a game, dodge some planes. Um, Kevin, final resolution. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on court for this one. Um, I'm gonna say uh, Kevin's the only one doing real things. <laughs> yeah, my dance back one was uh, was really real. Oh yeah, sorry, real. Marco was. Uh, you suck, Kevin. Monster. Um, no, I'm gonna say uh, Corey Joseph. Um, just needs to get himself together a little bit. Fix and those sideburns, right? Yeah, yeah. He's just gonna. Corey just gonna look in the mirror on Jan first. He's gonna say, "I found myself again," and he's gonna go out on the court. He's gonna be great. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. The final resolution. Oh, right. Uh, number two for me. Uh, I've got to say, um, to Adam's thing about Sullinger, um, would it kill the guy to just play in the boot? Is that a crazy? <laughs> Playing the boot. Playing the boot. LeBron did it with the mask. Sprinkle some flubber on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have flubber. Don't waste it on that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> every team. You kidding me? Every team. Flubber for one game. Every team gets. <laughs> but you just gotta like choose the yeah. right time. <laughs> Someone uses like flubber on a bench player, tears his ACL in the warmup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd have oh a final God. where both teams <laughs> have flubber. Yeah. Game seven. Yeah. Oh, LeBron saved his flubber, but so did Durant. Oh, he blocked him on the third floor of the. I don't know. They both got severely injured. Yeah. Um, Matt, you want to take us home with some pro line? 
Yes. Great. Proline picks. I guess so why don't you hit us up with the with the current scores? See how we're doing. Wait, sure, did everyone sure. do a New Year's resolution? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, we yeah. all did five. Let's all do ten more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so a little recap. Um standings by win percentage. Kev is in fourth place mm. with a two eight six save percentage. You're two and five. Mm. The guests have fallen a little tad. <sighs> They're thirteen and fourteen for a four eight one uh, win percentage. Freddie is got some momentum now. You're eight and four in second place with a damn. six six seven. And right. I have my streak is over. I have lost all three last week. I'm nine and three, first place still. Okay. With a seven five oh win percentage. I'm all proud right. of you. I'm coming for you. Okay. Yep. So um, is this the spread? We gotta beat the spread. Yeah, yes. so spread. just a quick explanation to yep. our uh, our listeners. Uh the spread is who Vegas favors for a particular game. So, you know, they would favor Golden State over the Raptors by nine and a half. There's lots of halves. You always have to round up because you can't score half points in basketball. Yeah. So, yeah, if you think Golden State's going to beat the Raptors by 10 or more, then pick Golden State. If it's by less than that or they lose, obviously pick the Raptors. Exactly. Okay, so ready for the first one, Frederick? Let's do it. All right, let's get this ready. And we've got... Milwaukee at Chicago. Chicago has a spread by two and a half. I'm going to go Milwaukee to bust that spread. Whoa! Thibodeau. Or, what am I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you guys hear about Thibodeau? Thibodeau exists. Adam. I'll say Chicago. Chicago. Marco. I'm also going Milwaukee because of Thibodeau. Good. Uh, um, Kevin? (laughs) I'm going to go... Chicago. Chicago. And I, too, will go Chicago. Second game of three. We've got the New York Knicks at the Houston Rockets. And Houston has a spread by nine. Uh, Adam. I will say the New York Knicks. New York Knicks. I don't think they're going to win. In Houston. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to win by nine. Do you think they'll win by nine, Houston? If you think they'll win by seven, pick New York. No, Houston. Clint Capella is injured. Who's injured? Clint Capella. Montrezl Harrell's been playing good. Yeah, I'm going to say Houston as well. Whoa, yeah. Yeah. We got some different uh, picks this time. That's good. Going to rain on their souls. Oh, wait, is it me? What are you, sir? I'm New York. I'm also going New York. All right. Nine's a lot. Yeah. But Houston lights, Houston's a lot. Houston lights it up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just see something. Derrick Rose has been pretty good lately. Yeah, yeah. He's having a good say, season. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. Uh, Marco, third and final game, we've got the Phoenix Suns at the Utah Jazz. Utah by 10 and a half, a.k.a. 11. Damn. Yeah. When are these games? Tomorrow? Today. Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tonight. No, it's they're definitely not going to cover that spread. I'm going to go Phoenix, Phoenix, and the Raptor Killers. Yeah, because of Thibodeau, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kev. Uh, yeah, I'm also I'm also going to go Phoenix on this one. Okay, I will also go Phoenix. Freddie, I'm going to go Utah. Mm. I think Phoenix is a little cocky Phoenix for is, beating us, and yeah. Utah is going to smash them. Okay. And Adam, last pick. Derek Favors is back in the starting lineup. We'll say Phoenix. Whoa. 
And that is it. A ghost. That would be it, folks. Okay. Well, uh, that's that's Confederacy of Dunks mm-hmm. basketball podcast. Um, thank you all for coming, Adam. You, you got any fun things you want to plug? Yeah, go on my Twitter. It's at the Adam Christie. Uh, Check out of, his Twitter. A lot of funny tweets on there, boys. We'll uh, we'll, right. we'll we'll post all the Twitter right. in the uh, yeah. You're, you can always click on the guest name on dunkspodcast.com. We'll take you right to their Twitter page. Mm-hmm. You follow them. You favorite them. Yeah. You retweet them. You Please. you at them constantly. My no life what. is the first episode of. Uh, Black Mirror season three, nice. Oh, and I live off retweets. I love it. My life is the first season, first episode of Black Mirror season one. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh wow, you're a president who has to a, bang a pig. Having a bad time. <laughs> no yeah. worries. Bang a pig. <laughs> gotta watch the show. Yeah, you do. Oh, you absolutely gotta watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Marco? Uh, Marco? Uh, yeah, Marco? I got nothing going on. You can check out my Twitter, which I just had to look up the handle for. Nice. How often I tweet. Oh, you tweet yeah. pretty often. Pretty often, this I'm, guy I'm says. I'm with you on there. You want a, you want a really snarky tweet every once a, once a week. <laughs> what about check your Instagram out. where you... the? Oh, yeah. Check out t- my Instagram t- Tunnelgram. <laughs> where I, I work... I uh, do tunnel work. I work for the Eglinton LRT yeah. project, so... Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna ride that Eglinton LRT in ten yeah. years, you thank this guy. Thanks, thanks Marco. Marco. Thank you, Marco, yeah. out loud when you step on. <laughs> yeah, at every station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look up Mr. Marco Mo on Instagram. Great. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, everybody, have a happy new year. Yeah. Be safe out there, everyone. Be safe. Uh, the TTC is free tonight. So, uh, <laughs> so fuck your Ubers. Is this coming out tonight? <laughs> it's not coming out tonight. Wait, or what? Is, it? is this pod coming out? Tonight? Oh no! Hopefully, you <laughs> the took, TTC was free. Hopefully, yeah. you took the TTC for free last yeah. night. Listen to this, people. If you put any change in the TTC, you're a fucking has been. <laughs> okay, bye. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? This has been the Confederacy of Dunks with Kevin Douse and Freddie Ravis. Please subscribe and rate on iTunes and Stitcher. And check out Torkel.co for more great podcasts. Rambi! Woo! Nice. Did you just say Harambe? <laughs> <laughs>